Oh snap, what is going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations with me, Alex Rudinger. Uh, this is just a quick intro and then we're going to switch over to the audio. Uh, basically this episode, I did another nice little chat with uh, a good buddy of mine, Ash Pearson, um, who is a drummer like me. Uh, and a little background, Ash is just really one of my favorite people I've uh, met touring and um, you know, come to think of it, I don't even know. I guess we have toured together now. I, I did a tour with him most recently. Uh, I was playing in Whitechapel and he was playing with Revocation, but I first met him, I guess, because he had filled in for Revocation and then I filled in for Revocation afterwards. Like when Revocation uh, lost their full-time drummer, Phil, or what inevitably really happened, I guess, uh, was that Phil broke his arm and they weren't really sure he was going to be able to continue and they had guys filling in for like a year because he broke his arm really bad. Um, and first they had either Ash Ash or John Rice. They both filled in for revocation and then uh, I also filled in. I think I was the last one to fill in. And uh, in the end, Ash ended up being in the band permanently and I think I first met him, I want to say he came out to one of those shows, I think. I don't know. I, I don't know really how I got so tight with Ash. But over time, I just uh, got to know him really well. And he's one of those guys that I, uh, you know, I, I keep in touch with pretty regularly, um, even though he lives on the other side of uh, the continent. So uh, he's truly a, a lovely individual. And uh, in fact, when I went out to Drumeo... You know, a lot of the times Drumeo puts uh, their artists that come out, you know, in a hotel for, you know, the entire time that they're there. But the first few days I was there, um, I just stayed with Ash, you know, because <laughs> he's my dog. And he lives in Vancouver, not far from where Drumeo is located in Canada. And uh, yeah, he's just a great guy. I love him very dearly. And he was another person that I really wanted to have on here and chat. Um, so yeah, it's not a planned chat. I didn't have any specific questions for him. I literally was just like, dude, come on my podcast and let's shoot the shit for a while. So that's what we did. Um, we did have a couple little technical difficulties. In fact, at the very beginning, <laughs> it kind of just like, you'll hear it in a moment. It just kind of fades in to Ash talking. Um, but it'll all make sense if you just keep listening. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it guys so yeah here's the the next episode of rants and revelations featuring ash pearson uh as far as anyone else is concerned we just started talking to each other just now right now yeah we def we definitely didn't have any technical difficulties we everything's been perfect from the get-go <laughs> yes right yeah yeah that's yeah <laughs> let's just pretend um, exactly yeah uh yeah man but uh Anyway, all right, so this is, we did have technical difficulties, but this is take two <laughs> of hopefully successfully doing <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, hi, how are you, Ash? I'm, I'm great. I really appreciate you thinking of me and, and having me on here. I really like the, uh, I, I, first of all, I love the title, Rants and Revelations. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and, and I love just like, you know, your, your ability to talk just and, and follow a train of thought and, and also be very honest with 
your your podcasting style you know it's like it's like partly confessional as well and uh you know i'd say pretty self-aware and i really appreciate that uh, about just people in general so i just want to say oh damn I, well thank you i like your podcast <laughs> Damn, mm. Ash. Mm. Oh shit. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I uh it's been fun. Like I never planned on trying to do podcasts or anything, but uh and it originally, you know, to be honest, like for the most part, most of mine is just me talking alone, but you know, there are some people I would like to have chats with and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that'd be cool." And you were definitely one of them mm. as as you know you're a sick guy mm. so you know um and yeah man i appreciate that too i don't know it's fun it does it is kind of cathartic in a way um you know talking openly about certain things and you know making making them available to other people you know and uh so yeah i appreciate that i'm glad you dig it and yeah man i was uh i mean dude you're my dog i was glad to to be able to have you on and that you were even down to do it just cuz you're the homie dude mm. and it's been about a year exactly since I've yeah. seen you in person, maybe just a little bit over. Yeah, man. And it's true. Yeah. And and really, I mean, aside from when I drove to Tennessee a couple times in the last year and, and did the Whitechapel album, the last real music-related trip I went on before COVID was, uh, you know, to Vancouver with Drumeo, and mm. I was staying with you. and. Yeah, I'm so I'm sick. so I'm so glad but, you came. I'm I'm really because it uh, it was looking for a <laughs> it was looking for a minute there like maybe you wouldn't maybe you shouldn't and uh, we were just like you know what fuck it let's do it and uh, I'm really glad that you did because uh, you know first of all it's great to see you and hang out and um, and then also I think the the subject matter of your lesson was was very relevant and important to people and I'm, I'm glad it got done and got put out there as well you know dude mm. thank you yeah actually dude it's funny you say that i was thinking that the other day i it hadn't even really occurred to me that like the mental health topic would be kind of so relevant uh i mean not that it's not you know it's always relevant but Basically, like right after I got home is when COVID started and then everyone was stuck inside for months and months. And like, I think a lot of people struggled with that mentally. So it was kind of, it was like, oh shit, this is like, that was a good topic to do at that particular point in time. But yeah, yeah dude, I was like so close to not, to not coming. Cause I, I mean, you, you remember, like I, I called, like it was literally the night I was supposed to go to bed in like an hour and wake up super early to you know, go to the airport. And that's when my mom was like, you know, like Trump just like closed all travel to Europe. Like, are you going on this trip? Mm. And I was like, oh shit. Mm. Um, and then, and then by the time I got there, they were like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have had you come out. So, <laughs> um, but I'm glad in hindsight, I'm still glad we did it. And, you know, as much as I was glad to get home, getting stuck, staying at your house in Vancouver, Canada hmm. would not have been so bad. No, no, we would have, we would have, we would have got you a set of drums. You could have just used my drums, and um, we would have, uh, we would have found you a Chipotle, and uh, we would have gotten you sorted out. 
<laughs> you're like, yeah, you do. You got it down to a science. <laughs> you know, I don't actually. I mean, I don't think we. There... Ha- I don't think we have Chipotle here, so you would have been maybe screwed. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I was gonna say, I think I know that there's a Chipotle in Toronto, at least uh, one, because yeah. I've been to it. But I don't know if there are many others in Canada. I mean, are there? Is there any in Vancouver at all? Uh, there might be. There might be down like downtown Vancouver on Robson or something like that. I could see that being the case, but uh, it's not. Um, it's not the rule of this place. It's like we'd have something else, uh, some other burrito shop. I don't know, Taco Del Mar. Although I think Chipotle is better than Taco Del Mar, so. You know, but we would have found you a burrito Damn, spot. Dude. We we have some good like Mex- yeah. Mexican joints around here, um, dude. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, all things. Well, I, I go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you go ahead, dude. You are my guest. Please, uh, I am honored. I appreciate. It. Um, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was gonna the analogy. Uh, you you sort of like Indiana Jones your way through the uh, for for coming to Vancouver and the shutdown. You know what I mean? It's like. It's like the doors were just about to shut down from going to Canada to the States and you like did a you did a somersault like roll right underneath those doors and you like reached your hand back through and grabbed your hat and you just got out of there right in time. So it you know Dude we couldn't have been better if we even if we planned it that way. So yeah. Dude, it yeah, it worked out well. And I'm glad <clears throat> I'm glad it was a little bit stressful because the whole time I was there they were like unsure of, you know, whether or not I was going to need to be thrown on a flight super quick, yeah. but, uh, but it was sick. I was glad. Also, you know what that just reminded me of was that, uh, what the hell was the flavor of that freaking donut, dude? That shit was mm, lit. Earl Grey uh, donut. Dude. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, yeah. man. I've wanted donuts so much lately and I haven't had any and I really want some. God damn, I love donuts. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm to eating. anyone listening. Yeah. Go I just I was just gonna say, Ash, I think you or your girlfriend brought mm. I don't know, I remember where I don't know what that donut was or where it was from, but it was lit as hell. Mm. Holy shit. Earl Grey. It was probably the Earl Grey donut. And I was just gonna say, like you said you want a donut. I'm actually eating like I'm eating cookies for breakfast today because I was uh because <laughs> my girlfriend made she made chocolate chip oatmeal cookies last night. And, uh, and I, I sort of like just woke up and got my coffee and was like, okay, I'm going to sit down with Rudy. I was like, oh man, I need to eat something. I'm like, ah, cookies there, there they are right there. I'll eat them with my coffee. So I'm, you know, I'm eating desserts for breakfast. I'm a mess. Hell yeah. Dude, I've, I, yeah, I mean, that's basically what a donut is though, is, is, you know, dessert for breakfast. So yeah, there you go. It's an excuse to eat dessert for breakfast. Yep. But yeah, man. Well, that's that's rad. I appreciate you. Uh, I didn't realize you had like just gotten up, so I'm, I hope we're not rushing or anything. But I'm I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I uh, what the hell was I gonna ask you, dude? That's the other thing about my podcast is I uh, I lose my train of thought a lot, but then I just rant about something else. But I guess that that's the whole point of it. So yeah, it's a rant. Feel free to do the same. It's um. Yeah, do you do you ever keep um, do you keep a list of subjects or anything like that or questions or do you just just let it let it rip pull the ripcord and let it go? I do usually like when I did a you know I've only had one other guest come on and uh, it was Dirk mm-hmm. and I had questions prepared for him. I purposefully didn't really prepare any for you just because like you're my dog and I figured we would just chat yeah um, but there were a few things I wanted to ask you like I mean like the the main one was just gonna be like hearing more about um 
I know that you're working on some new revocation. I don't know if you can say much about it, but mm-hmm. um, figured I would ask you about that and then just shoot the shit with you pretty much. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know we are. We're working on new stuff uh, for sure. You know, obviously re- remotely, you know, Dave lives in New York City. And uh, so we're not exactly. Oh, he lives in New York now? Yeah, yeah. He moved there maybe about a year and a half Two year, two years ago? Nah, it would have been more. It's probably like two or two and a half years or something like that, almost maybe. Damn, no shit. I didn't even realize that. Maybe, it, maybe somebody did tell me that, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he left Boston for a bit, and uh, yeah, I think he just wanted to try out New York just for kind of for obvious reasons for a guy as talented as him. You know, that's like it's a it's a hotbed. Yeah. It's a hotbed to meet people, and um, I've been to his place. Um. <clears throat> When we were on our way from like Europe to go to South America or something like that, stayed there for a couple of days and it was like it's good, you know. He's like he's got a spot in Brooklyn and you know that's 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 like a hip area and whatever and you know we we yeah. all, we all have friends in New York City for sure. So um, you know I I think it's been going good for him. So you know we just we Skype a bunch and just just t- trade demos uh, very often. And the method that we kind of got going on at the moment is just like he sends he sends me like a session, and then uh, and then we then we Skype and then we talk about like some of the beats that we see going on it. So he'll be like, you know, this part I see a thrash beat or whatever, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And then he's like, this part I don't really know, maybe some fills or whatever, and, uh, maybe a crazy fill, but maybe try and like link up with these accents, and then. I make I make markers on top of of the spot that he's talking about so I can remember and then I also record the Skype session so I can refer back to it. And um damn. Yeah, and and so in my mind that's pretty thorough uh in terms of working on music when somebody's not in the in the same room. So and then I go I go back and then I just kind of go like part by part you know, I'm like, okay, what what do we say about this first bit again? Oh, right, it's a fill section. Okay, cool. Okay, link up with these accents. Okay, let me try and, you know, uh, what are the what's the guitar doing? Is it 16th notes or 8th notes? Oh, no, it's 8th note triplets. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I'm going to make my fill in that note value. I'm going to hit these notes. And then I try it out, and then I just sort of, you know, I just record that part, and then I go to the next one, and I just, like, Frankenstein it together type of thing. And then uh, I'll send it back to him. And then he's like, you know, hey, that was great, uh, but you know, this, this uh, actually, you you mistook the accents, the the accents actually on the upbeat or whatever. And then I go, I go over and like record it again. So that's kind of the process that we got going on. And I I, I gotta say, I really like it a lot because it's not, um, you know, he doesn't program drums or anything like that. So there's still a lot left up to interpretation on my part, you know. So we, 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 we like, we build the general structure of things and then all the, like, I, all the personality of the actual drum parts is actually left up for, for me to, to do, you know, which is great. Cause if it was, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this before, but someone's like, here, I want you to play this. And then it's just like a program drum track. And then maybe at least, at least for me, I hear that and I'm, I, I kind of have trouble like getting unstuck from that sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. That's you know that's the problem I have is is I don't mind writing drums to like preferably if I can 
write drums from scratch not having heard demo drums at all mm-hmm. that's ideal yes but yeah i can do it the other way but like you said it's like once you hear a riff with a particular beat mm. it's it's like you can still change it and try to come up with something different and sometimes sure it's, it might be easy to change it entirely but mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's it's kind of hard you like <laughs> then you start you know associating that part with that kind of thing yeah. And, you know, there's like a part of you that realizes, oh, well, that obviously is kind of what they wanted for that. So I should probably stick to something along those lines. And it's hard to like escape that, Mm -hmm. you know. That's true. That's the, yep, exactly. So, um, you know, just being, things being as they are with us being, working remotely and everything, you know, people sometimes, they're like, oh, well, how, how, how do you write when you're not in the room? I'm like, I, a, I'm used to it, and like B, I kind of prefer it now that way because yeah, me too. You know, like because uh, c- I just like you, you know, would just sit and just do do the work and do it do it, uh, you know, in isolation, so you can actually like sit and think and take your time and make mistakes. Yeah, and focus and focus. Yeah, and again, ma- I make so many mistakes that it's like if someone was in a room like watching me try and like figure some of this stuff out, they'd be like. They'd be like, oh, my God, dude, <laughs> you know, like I thought you played drums, you know, <laughs> so I, I, I'm constantly, I'm constantly, oh, totally. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly just, you know, make, making mistakes, trying to figure things out on the spot and do it on the spot. And it's, uh, it's just a process, you know, it's a process of learning and it seems, it seems to work for us. And, and ultimately it's like, you know, it's kind of just is what it is, you know, even if I did want to jam in a room with Dave, it's not it's just not feasible uh, at the moment, you know, even if there's not a, pa- yeah, even if there's I, not a pandemic, I still got to fly all the way over there <laughs> and go stay. So totally, man. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I don't even, I, I don't know how, yeah. I mean, for starters, if you're, if you don't sound bad when you're practicing, then, you know, you're not mm. really practicing like mm. every, you know, I always think that too, man, if there's people like, I have neighbors or something that'll be like, oh, yeah, I walked by, you know, your block the other day and I heard drums. Oh, it sounds pretty good, man. Mm -hmm. Uh And in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, God, I bet it sounded like shit. Mm -hmm. Because like if I'm working on something new, it probably sounds like shit at first, you know? Um, That's kind of how it goes. That's not a bad thing, but I'd rather do it in isolation. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, like what else was I going to tell you? Uh, Shit, dude. Man, my brain is still waking up too, man. I was up late as hell last night. Um, yeah, man, just like, I, I don't really know how anyone, I mean, I guess I get it, but I, I personally, I don't even think I would like getting in a room with people to write music and jam anymore. Like, I mm-hmm. I prefer doing it the remote way. And I mean, shit, dude, most people do. Like, I don't, I don't really think I know anyone anymore, in metal at least, that gets in a room together to write music like i really don't think other than maybe like cannibal corpse i don't think you know because i know i've talked to alex webster about it Hmm. but i don't i don't really know anyone else that does that anymore Mm -hmm. do you i do um yeah i i do uh yeah band from vancouver um yeah i know i know the archspire guys right that way um in in what in a room together in a room together with a giant so their session is on a giant tv screen that the guitar player runs and then they they like go through and everybody signs off on a part 
So everybody kind of has to like what's going on before they really move on. And that's, that's what the bass and the vocals, like the drummer could like pipe up and say, I don't like what the bass is doing or the bass player could be like, Oh, I don't like what the vocals are doing or whatever. And they just, all of them in a room, just like, you know, it's, it sounds like a slow and what I think is probably an annoying process, but it, it, it seems to work for them. And, uh, you know, it, wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, since when, I mean, maybe I used to do that when I was like a teenager, you know, but I don't really like look forward to those. I don't miss those days, you know, when I was, Me either. <laughs> when I was, yeah, starting, starting from scratch and just like, what do we play? I don't know. Play something, go ahead. And then like everybody's individually trying to figure out their parts and everything and uh yeah. and to write something and it's like you know two people are trying to write something at the same time and then but they can't think because somebody else is playing it just oh man that sounds like a nightmare to me i'd rather just i'd rather just dude, yeah. learn it and then come in prepared you know that's all yeah same dude <laughs> i mean that's like i went down to tennessee a couple times to write for the white chapel album before we actually recorded and I literally went down there and we didn't actually play music together. We just were at Zach's house. Like, you know, they, they had stuff written and I would just be, to be honest, I spent most of that trip alone in Zach's spare bedroom mm-hmm. writing on my laptop. But then I would finish something and email him the MIDI file and go into the other room and he'd download it and, you know, I- import it. And then mm-hmm. we'd listen together to what I had written yeah. and then we'd make some changes together. And then it's like, once you have everything written, it's like, all right, I'll go learn this now. Mm-hmm. Cause like, they don't want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sit there while I learn a bunch of shit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's funny though. It is funny how it's like changed so much, but it's interesting too, that, that those guys actually still do it that way. I mean, it's cool if it mm-hmm. works for them. I know like that's how Cannibal Corpse does stuff. You know, they actually, uh, at least last time I talked to Webster, I don't know if it's changed, mm-hmm. but because I, I guess he doesn't live in Florida anymore. But no. um, he lives in like the Portland. He lives area, in Portland. I, I went and stayed with him a few years back, maybe about five years ago at his place. So he's he's been there for a while. Yeah, I remember him. He moved there sometime shortly after we did the Conquering album. So he's been there for a while now. Mm-hmm. But so I don't know how they do it now exactly. But you know, at the time. I remember him saying like they they literally would get together, you know, multiple days a week and and have band practice. Like even mm-hmm. if they weren't writing, they would do that. Mm-hmm. Um they kind of always they kind of always approached it like their job, you know, and which I think is cool, you know. Um like they're like, "All right, well, you know, 3 or 4 days a week we get together for this amount of hours and practice the material, you know, or whatever." Yep. And I always kind of I did kind of dig that. Sometimes I do wish before a tour i would have more rehearsal with bands mm-hmm. um right yeah i guess sometimes i have been i remember the when i played with revocation i think we only rehearsed for like a like a couple days maybe like two two or three days maybe yeah that sounds about right <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah is that what you guys normally do i mean sort of yeah i'd say i'd say about three minimum but uh you know when if i if i'm there staying for five days and we're all hanging out for five days before a tour you know, the first, the first day and the last day are kind of like getting there and then getting out, you know? So, yeah, you know, dedicated days for practice, it, it usually amounts to about three, but you know, all of us always found that acceptable because f- for the most part, even if you're, even if you jam for like two weeks straight, getting ready for a tour, 
it's still not the same as like being in a club where the sound changes every single night and it's it's not the same as sure. the live performance and adrenaline so I just I just found I think we all just found like hey you know what we're probably good with three or four uh, days of practice and because we're obviously practicing before you know at least I am you know practicing before I know yeah, I know Dave, Dave like runs through his solos and everything before um you know, depending on the set list. And then, you know, we all meet up and we're all like, you know, on the same page. And then it's just a matter of getting the endurance and the muscle memory going. And then, and then there's the, the touring aspect of it, which, you know, you also just need to get in there and do, and then your, your show, the first couple of shows will be like, not as good as maybe the, the, the next ones, you know, the fifth or sixth show. So, but, uh, yeah, you know, I just I call that being professional to to a degree. I mean, I'm sure people are more professional than that, but uh, for for us, you know, it seems it always seems seemed to work. So, yeah, man, yeah. I, I think that's I agree with you too. It's kind of like at a certain point, especially as drummers, I feel like for me, I'm I, I feel like I need to be prepared enough where like I could go and maybe do like a rehearsal mm -hmm. you know but like it would be mostly for the other members really mm -hmm. and then you know can already do the show and, and be prepared enough to just sit down and do that yep. you know 100 um like that's how i kind of feel as a as a drummer but sometimes it would be nice to have more but mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i kind of feel you though too it's almost pointless to an extent because like it's always the first show or two you could rehearse you know for weeks and then the first show you're going to have adrenaline and you're going to feel a little bit different and you know it's going to take you a show or two on a tour to adjust um so mm -hmm. it's almost kind of pointless but yeah yeah i mean i kind of always uh yeah i don't know rehearsing it's like a double-edged sword sometimes i like it with people i mean mm -hmm. and then other times i don't but yeah it depends too i did have fun i i enjoyed when i rehearsed with by the way to uh, anyone listening to this, uh, I forgot that we're in doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> Ash plays drums in a band called Revocation, uh, who I filled in for at once. And, and then, yeah, he's my homie. He lives in Vancouver. He's a real sick guy. And uh, yeah, Ash, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add or to tell people about you? Uh, about um, maybe like your you know your, yeah your your birthday social security number no i'm just kidding yeah we have social insurance numbers up here but it's the same thing uh yeah i'll tell oh you. Yeah, yeah i forgot yeah. Are, uh, is that that's the thing is that what you call it yeah we have social insurance numbers and instead of zip codes we have postal codes um yeah i knew that one yeah and uh instead of in and out burgers we have a and W, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, Shit, man. A and W is probably. I'm trying to think what A and W is compared to. I mean, we have A and Ws here, but few and far between. Yep. And they're usually, they're usually split with something else. Whereas I've mm -hmm. seen like standalone A and Ws in Canada. Yep. Um, yeah. It, I, I think A and W is probably most comparable to like. I don't know, Hardee's or yeah, Checkers yeah, or some shit. It's, in, it's in the same sort of like Burger King kind of family of, uh, you know, onion, onion rings and, and, and burgers. But I know that, uh, like A&W prides themselves on their root beer of all things. 
Yo, their root beer is the bomb. It is good. It is good. I haven't had a root beer. I, 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 I like stopped drinking pop when I was like a teenager. So yeah, I, I don't really either. I have it yeah. very occasionally, but when I do, I, I like Dr. Pepper, which not a lot of people, not everybody likes Dr. Pepper, but fuck, I haven't <laughs> had one in a long time, but I used to love it. And uh, root beer and ginger ale are probably my my bombs, my 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 bomb joints. And then uh, Sprite too. My dad, uh, nobody would know this, but my my dad has like the craziest basement that ever exists. Oh yeah, that ever you took existed. me. You took me there. Yeah, yeah. And so he he had pop machines like you know the the kind where you you pull you pull a tab and you know it's like it's a it's a soda, like a draft machine or whatever. So, you know, we had that like growing up as kids too. There'd just be like Sprite on tap and Coca-Cola on tap. So, you know, we were, Dude, that's so sick. I know it's, it's, it's fun for a kid, right? I mean, we were, we were pop drinkers and then eventually I just sort of like, I don't know. I just gave it up, you know, that I just started like naturally kind of just eating a little bit better. Um, I think because, you know, with just with drumming and everything, like I started, I started to become, you know, and I started to like grow into like a young man, and I, my body started to change, and I really started to notice like when I would drink or consume things, like when I drink or eat something, it would it would really have an effect on my body. So I'd mm-hmm. I'd notice that I'd be, you know, my my stomach would hurt, and I'd be like lethargic or something like that after you know eating a bunch of pizza and drinking pop, right? Which is like the standard, you know, kid diet, but but then, you know, and then eventually I was just like, oh, man, I, just, I don't feel good. I think I'm done, you know. So um, but but now that we now that we're talking about it, I really could go for a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dude, I could if somebody handed me like a, a ice cold A&W. Well, not ice. They don't ice it, which I love. But, you know, mm-hmm. no ice in it, but ice cold root beer from A&W right now. I'd be mm-hmm. like, holy shit, dude, this is lit. Mm. What up? Hell yeah. <laughs> dude, I fuck with cream soda, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love cream soda. Yep. God damn. That stuff's great. Shit, dude. We got to stop talking about sugar. Yeah. I have such a sweet tooth, as, <laughs> as you know. I'm like, dude, I've like, I, I'm actually going to the gym again now, thank God. But I definitely had like, since the last time I saw you, dude, I put on a couple pounds, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. oh I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, I was just, you know what I've been, uh, I've been doing lately is, uh, taking like like mushroom uh capsules or whatever so not like not psilocybin like microdosing but like you know lion (laughs) i was about to say yeah right no like like lion lion's mane and cordyceps and turkey tail mushrooms like basically the kind of mushrooms that would be in like cognitive function and memory supplements that you get at the store but uh, you know, I just been taking that in powder form, uh, just with hot water, like two times a day. And like, I instantly started to notice a difference where I'd be able to just sit down and s- stay concentrated on something, you know, just like on my computer, like cranking out something on final cut pro, or even just sitting down and practicing drums or reading yeah. or reading, or just like writing emails or basically just doing anything that I needed to be doing. You know, and uh, I yeah, I noticed a difference. Like it would just, I, I would become less distracted and more focused. And I remember thinking like, ah, oh, this is this must be how Rudy feels, where he can just like sit down and like, you know, focus on focus on like learning a super difficult song, and he just like 
sits and fucking gets it done, and he doesn't leave until he figures Damn. figures it out. So I'm like, this is must be how oh, he feels. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Thanks. Well, it's easier than other. Like sometimes it's harder than other times. You know. Mm. Like I do think. Oh, I have something else to tell you, but I'll I'll save that for a second. Um, but I do think I've always been able to like. This must be how Rudy feels. I, I don't know. I've always been able to like, uh, it's like I'll procrastinate on something pretty hard, but then, God, I keep getting these weird goddamn phone calls. I've, I've gotten sales calls from Florida like eight times in the last two hours, mm-hmm. and they keep, one's calling me right now. It's annoying the shit out of me. Stop calling me, yeah, Florida. I get them too, um, I get them too a lot, not from Florida, but from just other places ar- around here. And it's just, it's like relentless, man. They're always a three, nine, six number. And I'm, anytime I get a call from a three, nine, six number, I just like, you know, I just hang up like right away. And it's always something, something, f- something fake is, you know, something phony, right? Like you owe money to the government Dude, or something like that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's the most ridiculous shit. And and also it's like, I, I feel like sometimes I'll go like days and days without getting one. And then like today, I'll, I'll it's like I'll get like 20 of them. Mm. And I'm like, what the shit is going on? Yeah. Like everyone leave me the hell alone. <laughs> God, I know. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was I even saying, You're man? You're talking about like, uh, like pro- procrastinating on Florida. something? Oh yeah, like I, I feel like I'll procrastinate pretty hard on something like i'll be like all right i'm gonna start practicing at this time at you know one o'clock or whatever mm-hmm. and then it'll be like 135 and i'm like all right i blew it i need to start <laughs> and <laughs> and but then when i when i actually do start i'm like pretty locked in you know um and that's the thing i think part of the reason i procrastinate sometimes and it's only for like certain things but with drumming i think it's because i know that when i do start i'm gonna be so intensely involved for a while that i it's almost like i have to prepare myself for it you know Hmm. like i it's like sometimes i am too optimistic on how soon i'm able to focus myself like that and and sometimes it's just not you know i mean i'm a human being like you know sometimes you just can't focus that hard depending on what else is going on but but yeah man i mean i've been pretty generally stressed lately so it's i've still been practicing um quite a lot but Mm -hmm. definitely i feel i feel less focused lately although i meant to tell you that was the other thing i was going to tell you ash i after we last spoke i can't remember if we were texting or if we talked on the phone Mm -hmm. i think we it was when we talked on the phone like a week or two i think so um i i looked on amazon and i found some of that maca powder oh yeah yep and it was on sale, mm-hmm. so I bought some, mm-hmm. and I've been uh, – I don't even know really what it does, but I was just like, dang, Ash <laughs> takes this. I'll try it. Why not? <laughs> and uh, so you can tell me more about it in a second. But I've been putting it into – since I've been going to the gym again, I started drinking some protein smoothies. I've been doing like a uh, – I have this little blender. It's fucking – it's badass, actually. It's like – you can drink out of the blender. It's like a mini blender, but it's like really nice, actually. I originally bought it to take on tour and mm. use, but I'll do like scoop of protein powder that's banana flavored, and then a little bit of milk. I'll put an actual banana in it, and then some maca, mm. and then uh, a lot of the times I'll do like a half cup of uh, raw oatmeal just because I really like the way mm. it's textured yeah. when the oatmeal is blended up. 
and then I'll throw ice in it and stuff too. If I'm feeling real groovy, I'll, I'll put in some Hershey syrup Whoa. as well, just to make it chocolatey. Whoa! Yeah, that's awesome, uh, <laughs> dude. Dude, it's it's really good though. I, I I can't even. I mean, I don't even really taste the maca. I don't. I mm. I did try some of it without without blending it with anything, and it kind of is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything that's good for you tastes terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I I remember but, um did you I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Go No, you 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 honor me with words it, with, and candor. Please. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yes, and candor. <laughs> Do you did you ever try I feel like people on the internet People on the internet must like I'm sorry, hold on. They must be like the hell is honor and candor mm. and why does that Rudy say it mm. and dude so many other people I know say it now too like jokingly and yeah, just, it's just such a <laughs> oh well, it's funny when, know, when we were in uh when we were in Japan um the uh the guy Benneth he would he would be like yeah man oh yeah yeah safe 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 and we're like what safe and he's like and I I guess he got that from you like you were in Japan one time with somebody and then you you kept being like oh safe safe man and does that ring a bell to you at all yeah wait wait so i'm not gonna lie i'm sorry to everyone listening but you broke up for a second on our phone call by the way anyone listening we're actually we're talking on the phone and then i'm gonna sync up our audio after but um were you saying brett said that uh no it's a guy named uh beneth um so uh he he was like oh dude yeah yeah. a promoter yeah uh yeah in Japan. In Japan, yep. yeah. He did, uh, he was the, I stayed at his house. Mm. Uh, well, I slept on his floor, mm-hmm. like, the night I got there. I was so jet lagged mm-hmm. and shot. Um, dude, yeah, I, so safe is like, that, I said it a lot. It's a British slang. Mm. Um, it's <laughs> not even American at all. It's, uh, it's, it's something that they say, so, some people anyway, say in England a lot. Um hmm especially like particular areas it's it's kind of meant to be like uh cool you know like you could like if somebody was like if somebody was like uh i'm gonna head on down to the store uh you know you want me to pick you something up and then the person would be like yeah give me like a bag of skittles and it'd be like all right safe safe i'm out Mm. you know like they just say safe like all right cool or bye it can kind of be like either one Hmm. you know um yeah, and that's where I first picked it up. I think when I first picked it up, it was that band, The Heart Machine, I played in mm. for like a year mm. in the earlier 2010s, and because two of those guys were British, mm-hmm. and then obviously I was in Good Tiger, mm-hmm. and I don't think those guys actually Joe from Good Tiger said it a lot, um, <laughs> but Morgan and Des not as much. Yeah, but dude, yeah, safe. That's so funny that then I started. I said it when I was like years later, still saying it, playing in the faceless. This was before Good Tiger, and then so yeah, I must have picked it up from the Heart Machine, and then I said it so much in Japan that week that Venice started saying it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so ridiculous. Yeah, when we were when we were there, he was he was saying it, and we we're like, where where'd you get that from? He's like he's like I got that from Alex, and we're like, oh, <laughs> okay. And so then, so you're, 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 uh, you're, you're a trendsetter, man. You're doing, you're, you're, uh, you're changing the nomenclature of any place that you go to. So everyone's saying, everyone's saying safe in Japan now and everybody's saying honor and candor in North America now. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking up, uh, honor. So high respect, great esteem, right? Okay. So candor, 
you know and then we're just we're just looking up and dictionaries are good you know honor okay uh, high respect uh, and esteem okay candor the quality of being open and honest in express in expression frankness yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 candor is like if you if you were to say like uh it would be like well, like a good example would be like if somebody said something that was kind of harsh to someone else, if they were like, you know, you know, man, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't really like that thing that you made that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and the other person could be like, well, I appreciate the candor, right. you know, meaning like I appreciate <laughs> your you being blunt and honest. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't really care or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just that. You know? <laughs> I don't really know where I got that from. Uh I think to be completely honest, I think I I heard it I can't even remember now, man, but I'm pretty sure I picked it up from an episode of Archer, the show. Oh. I think there's an episode where he <laughs> says candor. And I don't know what I you know, I always like that show because it's like there's so many like obscure things in it, like not only obscure references, uh, but like I don't know. Just like they'll use the the word choice is is weird. And I, I think what happened was I heard it said, and then I was like, "What does that even like? What does that mean exactly?" Like, and I looked it up, and I was like, "I don't know why I like that." Um, but dude, yeah, there's so many extreme, like not extreme, but just weird references. Like, I remember one time there's a reference in that show to Zima, which is like yeah. an alcoholic beverage that was made years ago. Yeah, and it's clear. Dude, I, yeah. I'm not like a drinker and I'm, yeah. And I like, I don't even know when that stopped being made, but like I had no idea what Zima was. And I was like, what the fuck are they even talking about? And then I looked it up and I was like, who the hell in my generation like knows what that is? Maybe a lot of people do. I, I didn't, you know? They, they, they make such weird references in that show sometimes. They'll be like, <clears throat> they'll be like, uh, Something, something, uh, Benjamin Disraeli or whatever. And it's like, and they'll be like, yeah. they'll be like, who's that? It'll be, like, and then he'll be like, prime minister of you, of the, of the United Kingdom, you know, or he'll be like, uh, Alexander Fleming. Oh, well, who's that? This guy who invented penicillin, you know, it's just like super, <laughs> super obscure, like, you know, oh, f- fifth person to walk on the moon. Come on, man. You know, whatever. They just, they, yeah. you know, and which I think is really funny because it's also like, it's pretty highbrow when you think about it too. They're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a great show. It's just so absurd. It's like, I don't know. I, I just love that kind of shit where it's like, who, like, what is their target audience even? Like, I don't even <laughs> think they know. I'm just like, that's why it's so good, you know? Oh, man, it's um, good. Just because it's ridiculous. But, yeah, so I don't even know when it turned into saying, like, I think, I don't I don't know, man. Like, I don't even, I have no idea so, what So let's backtrack. It. I just started saying, like. You just started saying it. It just, go it ahead. just caught on, like like, uh, like a brush fire <laughs> amongst the touring world. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I. Yeah, I think I started by saying like you honor me to people instead of thank you and then and then somehow candor got added to that. I, it doesn't mean it. <laughs> and and now and now I forgot what we were talking about before we brought that up to be honest. Um Yeah, me too. But it's a, I I totally forget. It's a, well, we were talking about that's, maca. That's okay. We we're talking about maca. Oh yeah, okay. So I was going to say Oh yeah. Um have you did you ever fuck with mate? Like yerba mate or any of that stuff? Dude, I don't know anything. I don't even know what you just said. What did you? What did you call it? Your, yerba mate. It's like a. It's a south. Spell that. It's a um, y e 
R B A and then Mate M A T E. So it's a South American. Oh, okay, yeah. It's a South American drink. It's it's basically tea, except it's oh, yeah. it's like high caffeine. So they it's it's become popular in North America, and they 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 sell yeah. they sell it in cans at gas stations. It's like uh, guyaka guyaki or something like that. Mate, whatever it is. It's it's good though. It's a good drink, and it it, it has caffeine in it. But um, uh, when I started drinking that stuff, because uh, we were talking about things that taste bad that are good for you. And, uh, mm-hmm. when I first tried mate, it like, it literally tasted like how an ashtray smells. So I, which is, it's terrible obviously, but, but then I, but then yeah, I, yeah. I, at first, and then I started drinking more of it and I was like, oh man, this stuff is fantastic. Like I, I love the taste of it now. And, uh, yeah. just anything that tastes bad, I'm kind of, I've kind of gotten used to just that something that. Like I have a whole bunch of stuff in my cupboards that taste terrible, but I know are good for me, you know, just like, I don't know, like green, greens, powder, um, the mushroom stuff, ashwagandha, mate, um, maca, all that stuff, you know, but you know, I just, I mess with it cause, cause uh, it has the, they have different health benefits, you know? And, um, dude, I, yeah. I just grabbed a, yeah, I was, I same, I have this shit here, super greens. It's like a plant-based thing yeah dude this shit's like so good for you it's like it is i I don't even but it's so gross oh my god but it's you know i still drink it yep uh you know what's great to neutralize that kind of stuff is just like apple juice if you mix it with apple juice it's uh you know if you do it like coconut water or just like water (laughs) or anything it's 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 gonna retain it's like it's you know kind of gross taste but like apple juice has a really great way like you could like juice an onion and drink it with apple juice and it won't taste nearly as bad you know um damn interesting i guess apple juice is like super acidic probably right yeah i don't know it just it has a real knack for taking on uh taking on the flavor of or or just like neutralizing the flavor of of things that would otherwise taste unpleasant at least in my experience so yeah but yeah that greens powder is is really great for you too you know like vitamins minerals and all that stuff and it's like it's good for the um the ph balance in your stomach and everything so like when i wake up in the morning I drink a giant glass of water uh, with ice and and uh, the juice of a lemon in it, and that's yeah. so that's supposed to be good for kickstarting your stomach acid and then hydrates you because you've been not drinking water for the last eight hours of sleep, and uh, yeah. so that's a good way to get like your brain going. To be honest, because you know you're 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 most you're made of mostly water. So and then and then I you know ma- then I make my coffee and then I have. Uh, uh, like oatmeal in the morning after I'm done with my coffee too, and uh, so dude, I do. I I've been eating oatmeal a lot lately. It's good. It it's good. It's it's I think the I, shit. I think I mostly eat oatmeal because I like putting some brown sugar on it. Yep, that's my move too. Some brown sugar and some milk, and it's just it's a it's a complex carbohydrate. It's good. It's good for you. It's you know it's low and low in fats and everything like that. Like if you have you know, if you have any diabetes or heart issues or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good. And then, you know, mix that with like, I don't know, have that with a, with a shake or some protein, some eggs or something like that. That's a, that's a good breakfast. And that's, that's how I've been rolling lately. Um, I've been, and the other, the other thing about the mushrooms that I was taking that I was telling you about is that it seems to really have like curbed my appetite a little bit, which is, which I think is Hmm. good. Um, you know, and, and it's also like kind of like 
made me a little bit more sensitive to the things that I'm eating. You know, if I'm like eating, I love pierogies, but if I ate like a big plate of them now, nowadays I'd be like, I'd be like, oh man, I feel like really bogged down. So now I'm craving things that are actually just like, you know, clean kind of burning fuel, so to speak. And, um, yeah, so I've, I've changed up my breakfast routine. I'm eating a little bit less. So, you know, it's, it's a good way for people, I think, to, you know, keep down the weight a little bit too. And uh, it at least forces me to think about nutrition a little bit, uh, a little bit more like a smart, smarter, you know, in terms of just, yeah. you know, getting the things that I need. Uh, I need to exercise more, but I try and like get out and I like do push-ups every day and I try and walk. Uh, as much as I can as well and then drum as well but uh, I also try and keep my mind sharp as you know for sure Th- yeah. that's something I'm, I'm into and I'm I'm really into learning Japanese right now totally like I remember you saying I, hell yeah. yeah I've been going I've been going and taking lessons with my girlfriend's mother like uh, a couple times a week oh shit that's tight yeah hell yeah and I've been like just learning out of- I bet she likes that too just you know? like you know spending time with your your girlfriend's mom and stuff mm-hmm. I mean you guys I know I don't know how, you know, if people out there listening are like, that's kind of weird. It's, uh, I mean, Ash, you've been with Chica, your lovely lady mm-hmm. for a long time now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. in fact, when we first hopped on the phone and I called her your girlfriend, I was like, wait, are they married? I can't even remember. Oh, my God. And then I was like panicked for a second because I called her your girlfriend. And I was like, wait, did I rudely call her a girlfriend when they're married? It's, oh, my God. I can't remember. Oh, my God. I'm a terrible friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not rude and it's not terrible. Um, no, no, she's my girlfriend. We're not married. We're living in sin, but for 14 years. So, you know, whatever. That's Dude, you know. living in sin. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hell because we're not married. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. dude. Holy shit. That's all right, dude. I'll see you there. We'll hang out, oh, yeah. you know, play some pickup. Pick up ball with Satan and shit. It'll be lit, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll play stickball. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. That's 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 been a lot of fun to to think about. To think about like it's weird because like now it's it's sort of changing the way I'm structuring my English now uh, a little a little bit every so ever so slightly. But every once in a while, I'm like I'm like oh that was a very Japanese sentence structure that I just said. You know. But, uh, it's, uh, it's really interesting. The, the writing systems are, are pretty, pretty neat. Uh, you know, the, the, the hiraganas that you do, they're, they're written out into symbols and each symbol, each symbol represents like, uh, a syllable. So it's not just like one letter, like A, B, C, it'll be like, uh, you know, sa, shi, su, se, so, da, ji, zu, de, do. A i u e o zaji zu zezo. So, you you put you put um you know the the syllables together will create a word. So you will have like two symbols, which would be like um like like aka is is the the word for red. So you you just like write the symbol for a, and then you'd write the symbol for ka next to it, and then you'd have aka, which means red. So. It's it's pretty cool just how it's all put together and there is a lot of logic to it and like any language sometimes there's not uh you know logic to it because then you have things like yeah. like slang or or whatever but um yeah it's pretty neat like the the sentence structures are are, are pretty cool you know in English, we're always saying I am, you are, she is, and then I went to the store, and then after that, I went to, you know, my to the restaurant, and then after that, I went yeah. home. 
But as soon as you establish the subject in Japanese, like like uh, like I, then you don't need to keep referring back to it. You know, you, uh, you just say like I am I am Ash, thirty five years old, play drums, live in Vancouver. You know, like like music, like to read, like to travel. You know, you don't you don't say I like to travel. I like to read. I like to do this. So. It's uh, it's it's also pretty efficient. Damn. It's also pretty efficient the way that they speak, you know. And there's also um, re- it's respect is built into the language as well. You know, there's certain ways, there's certain things that you just say that that that's a, the respectful way to speak to people, and uh, pretty interesting. Damn, dude, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's weird to think about like how much language must play a factor into like personality and and how Mm. because i mean i I think about like so much of the way i interact with people and and pick up on subtleties and language you know consciously or subconsciously Mm. it's like it like determines like how you get a read on people Mm. and, and how you interact with people and it's like so to think about like i mean i guess it's all relative to whatever language you speak but i mean thinking about like yeah, just like the way using different languages must play a part in in how you develop as a person is interesting. Because mm. even just that, like thinking, like if I was just listing something out, like, yes, today I played basketball, went for a bike ride, then I ran, you know, it's like, it's almost like not everything I said, you know, would I would put I before, but like at some point you do again, you kind of reiterate, mm-hmm. you know, in English. Yep. And it's just, I don't know, that's really interesting. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's just, it makes me think of a lot of stuff that I can't articulate no, very well. No, well, moment, but. It, it is because it doesn't, it, it doesn't necessarily feel natural to us because that's, that's just what, that's just what we're used to, you know? But, um, for, yeah. for them, anybody who's an elder, instant respect, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're your, you're in your thirties and somebody's in their sixties they're they are better than you because they they led they've they've lived for longer and you show them respect just like 100% you know whereas like the way i talk to my parents they wouldn't dream of talking that way to their parents in vancouver uh sorry in japan uh cuz me and my parents yeah. we joke around a lot and i call my dad names you know and i make i make fun if you know if i i i'll call him fat or something like something Something, you know what I mean? Just because we 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 cut each other, yeah. we cut each other down, and it's all in jest. But you would never, you'd never say that to your grandmother or your father in Japan. Like you're 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 a really you're a big fat smelly dork or something like that. I mean, perhaps, but in general, it's just you you would more do that with your friends and like your contemporaries. Uh, I suppose that you could that you. I'm I'm sure I'm sure it does exist there, but it's it's definitely not the social norm of that. That's that's not how you talk to people, you know, certain like and I joke that way with most members of my family, be it my my grandmother or uh, or my uncles or something like that. Um, but you would just not really do that kind of a thing over there. You're you. You know, you can you can use humor, but you you wouldn't necessarily like uh, I don't know cut that person down because they've lived a longer life than you, and you know they there's just an inherent built-in respect to the fact to that fact that they're your they're your elders. So 
you know, respect your elders. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty- but that's so strange because like, I mean, using it, even if you're in English and, and in Western culture, you know, here anyway, and you know, I, I know, I mean, Canada and the United States, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, that kind of playful conversing mm. is, is like, uh, is, is very indicative of like, like you only do that kind of thing with someone, you know, if you know them and mm-hmm. like you're messing around and it, it's kind of like a way of expressing, uh, fondness or, you know, like yeah. you in English. Yeah. Mm. Like you could be like saying something terrible to someone that you know and maybe not terrible but like you know yeah. kind of terrible but the way it's said it's like obviously you're you're joking and you're yeah. if anything kind of endorsing them as a person mm-hmm. and and you know expressing fondness by mm-hmm. insulting them in a joking way you know mm-hmm. and so to like do away with that entirely mm-hmm. changes like the dynamic of like everything like humor and i don't know it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting mm-hmm. honestly um mm-hmm. because man dude i if i had to shit dude i don't know i don't know if i could do that holy shit i'm such a dumbass like i <laughs> sometimes like i don't <laughs> i don't know if i could like meet some older person that i thought was a buffoon and then be like yes i respect you yeah you know yeah well yeah i know that's the other thing but like you were talking about uh like like word word usage and all that stuff i i yeah, I uh, I'm confused sometimes as to why people don't have uh, better soft skills as as they're called because sometimes people, I know a lot of people they just they say, I know that they mean well but their their delivery is just you know piss poor in terms of the point that they're trying to make you know they're trying to give somebody an yeah. an instruction or something like that and they don't know how to not be a dick while saying it you know what i mean so even though they might meet they might mean well they just they they say it in like i don't know if it's a condescending way or something like that but um i i run into people all the time uh who who are like that either to to me or to others and usually they're they're strangers or 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 acquaintances or something like that and i just think to myself like man why would you say it like that you know you could have you could have given the exact same instruction or message just by phrasing your sentence a little bit different and then therefore trying to foster some sort of cooperation with me instead of trying to turn it into an order you turn it you turn it into a sort of more of a cooperative thing you know just yeah. just by changing around your word your word order and usage you know and to to me it's 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 a an extension of just politeness you know and, uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't see what's the problem with that, but like people sometimes they, they just maybe they, I don't think they know that they do that. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, forgive them for they know not what they do, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like it's, yeah. it doesn't offend me. I just, I, I can brush it off really easily, but in general, I've, I've always been confused why, why people, you know, would say things the way that they say them sometimes, you know, and they just end up sounding like like dicks um and they're they're trying to get somebody's cooperation but yet they 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 take the route of like condescension or intimidation or something like that to get what they want when you know if they yeah. <laughs> if they just changed up their approach you know they would get my cooperation and uh not through uh not through fear or uh acquiescence but from 
my actively wanting to help them out because you know yeah. because and respect and respect and, yeah. exactly exactly but i don't know man <clears throat> so i think people uh in general you know we probably need to have a little bit more of that in society especially when things are so like divisive nowadays um yeah so maybe that's an, maybe that's one reason that I'm studying Japanese too, because I'm like, oh yes, 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 respectful to to what yeah. to one and all, and yes, like uh, yes, very thoughtful way and a way of saying things, speaking and answering and you know bowing and everything. It's just I don't know, maybe it just resonates with my personality. I guess I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's uh it's interesting because I I, I don't know, I don't. I haven't always been like at the beginning of our conversation, you were saying you liked uh, actually, I'm not sure if I think this might have gotten cut off in the first technical difficulty we had. But you were you were saying like uh, that you liked my podcast and that you liked listening to me or something. And it implies that, you know, I am good at speaking, I guess. (laughs) And I don't which which thank you uh, for one. But secondly, I don't uh, I don't know. It wasn't something I was always good at. I feel like language has gotten me in trouble at times. Mm. Not, you know, I've never said anything like so offensive or anything like terrible, but I I think just, especially when I was younger, like when I've been uh, like, I've struggled. I I don't know. Like I I had a hard time communicating with people or because I, I feel like in some ways I have such a strange view on, life or outlook on things that I would come across the wrong way to people and uh, kind of offend them. And I didn't realize I was, Mm. and it, I had to like learn that. Hmm. And, uh, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder how, uh, you know, when certain people act certain way, when they're speaking with someone, I don't really realize how they haven't figured out yet. Like (laughs) that, do you know what I'm saying? You know, like, because I was pretty, I was a lot younger when that occurred. Mm. I don't know. Is anything I'm saying making yeah, sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, we, we misunderstand each other all the time, you know, and and especially, especially if we don't know each other very well, you know, I think it's really easy to be misunderstood um, because, you know, in general, I think you need to give people the benefit of the doubt because, you know, your first time meeting somebody Mm, there there could be any number of things going on with them or with you that just leads to, you know, a bad first impression or getting off on the wrong foot. And, you know, maybe that person, sure. maybe that person got broken up with that day or, you know, someone's, I don't know, may, maybe something's going on in their family that you couldn't possibly be aware of, but uh, maybe that informed your first interaction. And that does, doesn't necessarily mean the person's like a, like a dick just that there's something going on that you're not aware of and you know maybe you just need to give them the ben- the benefit of the doubt like uh you know and i i noticed that too with musicians sometimes i mean all, over, over the years you you probably hear this like uh you know just hey do you know so and so yeah i met them one time they were a dick and then i and i was like i yeah. was like well i know that person I, they like i i like them you know and a yeah. lot of a lot of times it could come down to just you caught that person on on a bad day, or something like that, and uh, you never you never know you never know. Sometimes it's hard to know. So I think uh, it it would behoove people to you know reserve their judgment, or at the very least, if they if they do insist on writing somebody off, to not be so like um, 
you know, staunchly passionate about their their disliking or disdain for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like, you know, I, I think like life's too short, you know, uh, to actively be hating somebody for what would amount to, you know, maybe a slight indiscretion, you know? I, I feel like life's too short and I, yeah. I got too many good things uh, to be uh, focusing on, so... Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, dude, in your area, especially, you got those goddamn uh, donuts that are lit <laughs> as hell. Like, I'd be focusing on those. <laughs> the, the great, the great Vancouver, nah, but the I, great Vancouver donut wars of uh, 20, 2021. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> I know, but no, I totally agree, man. Like, it's uh yeah, it's it's interesting. I I do think I've been, I don't know, I've been like. This is hard to explain, but I guess I, I've played in a lot of bands, and I know you have played in some as well, and maybe you can relate to it, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I've played with a lot of different artists, and then I've had artists say to me, now I've learned to just, I don't say anything bad, you know, like even, I mean, nothing major anyway, but like, and I definitely wouldn't do what I'm about to tell you, but I've I've worked with artists that you know, they know, you know, if it's like my first time playing with them or, or even not my first time, they know that I've played in other bands and they'll be like, you know, oh, you played with so-and-so. Yeah. He's the, you know, that, that person's a dick or something and, or, or, you know, whatever. And, and like, oh yeah, it's really crazy to me how I've heard, like some people describe other people as a not nice or bad person or an asshole Whereas, like, my experience with them was completely different uh, and, you know, what I've heard about them was completely different or maybe I heard that the person that's telling me this was the one that was an actual asshole or something. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's it's really, like, I don't know. I, it sometimes baffles me, I guess. Like, in my head, I, I think, like, why do you think that person's an asshole? Like, you know, I mean, normally I'll just say, like, well, you know, my experience with them was fine. A lot of the times I say that even if it necessarily wasn't just because I, like, ain't trying to start shit, you know? I, I just... Because I just don't really care to start shit over anything like that. Yep. But it's just interesting to me how, like... I, I Like, I want to say to people half the time, like, have you even really met and gotten to know that person? Mm-hmm. Or are you basing this off of, like, one interaction? Yeah, you know? sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You never, you you never, you never know. Uh, I I like people who are open and honest too, and like have a good sense of humor ultimately at the end of the day, because, because that means that they don't take themselves uh, too seriously, even if they are like, you know, a front man in like a really big band or something like that. And if somebody thinks that they're, they're like the shit because they sing in a metal band for people or whatever, and then they treat others accordingly, I'm like, I'm utterly confused by that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I just I like people who have a sense of humor. That's why I like I like my revocation bandmates. They're all they're all great guys, and and you know Brett especially Dave. I mean Dan. Everybody oh, everybody's got a great sense of humor, and uh, you know I don't give a fuck if I if I like the music. If I if I hated uh, those guys, I wouldn't be doing the band. You know what I mean? I don't need to be like a death metal drummer. In, you know in 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 the, yeah. in the scene that badly to like you know 
to try and stomach those guys' company just to, for like, you know, an hour, a ni- <laughs> an, an hour a night of playing a show type of thing. You know, it, it has to be, I have to, I yeah. have to like you and I have to like the music, at least in my opinion. That's absolutely, that's where I'm at. So, Oh dude, 100% man. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, it's, it's gotta be some of both, but that's the more important one, you know, is, is liking the people you're in a band with. And yes, dude, like, as someone that has spent a month in a van with those dudes, um, I definitely agree. I mean, Revocation, you know, those those three guys are uh, honestly some of my favorite people I toured with. Um, I had a really, really good time with them. I mean, they're all so sick. And I think Brett is honestly one of my favorite people I've ever toured with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just the best, man. He is He is the best. Uh. Like... <laughs> What a what a guy, you know. Yeah. How is he? Have you talked to him recently? Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean Brett's one of Brett's one of my best friends for sure, and uh, yeah, you know he's Hell he's yeah. he's really busy with work and stuff like that right now. But um, I I yeah, I, I remember him saying he, I did talk to him about a month and or two ago. I great. guess. Great, but go ahead. Yeah, no, he's 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 good. Um, yeah, he's, he's he again. He's so he's so busy that I I kind of talk to him on the phone like once in a while, maybe like once every couple weeks type yeah. of thing. I've been talking to Dave more just because we've been writing and stuff like that. And actually, even though Dan's not in the band anymore, him and I still text like a lot. You know, we we talk yeah. we talk pretty pretty frequently. Um, and and that's great because like uh, I love those guys and I, I hope to see them again sometime this year if if we are in fact ready to be like recording a record and everything. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hope to see all of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. And does Dan still live? He still lives with Brad probably. Yeah. 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 In Richmond, Virginia. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Sick. Yeah. Dude, I was considering moving to that area too. I mean, I, I wouldn't totally rule it out still. I just kind of have had my sights more set on, uh, Tennessee and, and that's been my plan for a while, mm-hmm. but I also definitely considered that part of Virginia um, because one, it's not that far from here and it's also closer to Tennessee. So it's kind of like right in the middle. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I also know some people there. Like I, I called Brett to see if, you know, what he thought of the area and stuff. Like that's why I talked to him a couple months ago. Cause I was like looking for some, some information. And, um, you know, one of the, uh, the appeal to me with moving to Tennessee is that, you know, in addition to it being more affordable than here, I, I know people there and I have like kind of some sort of community where I know people. And, uh, you know, and, and the same thing with that area where Brett lives is that, you know, he's there. I mean, him alone mm-hmm. is like he's one of my favorite people. So just knowing him and you, you know that like he's the kind of guy where like if you move to an area and you like didn't know a ton of people, he'd be like trying to like hook you up with stuff and introduce you to people. and shit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but there's a, a number of other people I know in that area too. Yep. And it's, uh, yeah, man, there is a lot. It's like just him as a human being makes me want to go live there just cause he's so sick. It's, but, yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a pretty good, there's a pretty good artist community there. Uh, you know, there's just like anybody who does live in that town, I feel like they support each other. You know, if somebody, some like metalhead owns a business or something like that, there's like, there's Cobra Cabana in, um, in Richmond, which is, uh, owned by one of the guys from Valiant Thor. Uh, a, a, a mm-hmm. band Valiant Thor and um, yeah um, you know and I don't know there, there's like a really great restaurant and brewer, brewery culture there uh, you know the Municipal Waste guys live there uh, the Lamb of God guys the Guar guys yep. 
Um, yeah, Dave, Dave Woody, one of my favorite drummers lives there. Um, and yeah, yeah, Brett, I mean, our sound guy, Dan, uh, the guys from, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's tons of bands there. And, uh, yeah, so oh, it's dude, pretty good hotbed, so many. you know? Yeah, yeah, dude, we over here in the East Coast, we do it up all right, you know? Yeah. That's right. how we live in over here. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. No, some of, some of my favorite bands are East Coast bands. Um, yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, I do love, uh, actually, to be honest, like, out of all places on the Western Coast, I think Vancouver is probably, like, my favorite. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, dude. I I mean, I just love, I love Canada in general, dude. Like, That's great. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Can you adopt me so I can become a Canadian? Yes, I'll sponsor you. Um, <clears throat> did we? Um, I, I took you around. I, tr- I tried to take you around and show you stuff, right? I mean, a little, yeah, a little bit? Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. to people listening, Ash took me. When I did Drumeo and I showed up, he drove me around, took me to see some stuff while I was there. Um, and, yeah, it was lovely. We saw the, did we see the nice. totem poles and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. That Yeah, that's Stanley Park, and that's that's a really – a really great spot and then yeah i don't know if i took you to riverview i think we drove through there that was the uh the uh shut down mental mental institution by my place um, yeah dude that was sick i actually told my mom about that i was telling her all about oh, yeah. it when i got home from that that's that place is a trip yeah <laughs> dude yeah i want to like break in and Oh, see a pe- ghost. people try people just pe- kidding, pe- I, don't, I don't see ghosts. yeah pe- people people do break in uh you know and like I, I work on film uh and and we shoot there once in a while so there's like there's a whole bunch of buildings there um some of them are uh, condemned and then some of them are you know are old and somewhat in disrepair but they're still like structurally safe and sound and you know don't have asbestos or anything like that so uh you know when they shoot they'll shoot film in vancouver you know, if they want like an old creepy kind of vibe or, or it's like an eighties kind of vibe, then they'll go, uh, to, to some of those buildings in Riverview. So every once in a while I get to actually be inside one of those buildings for work and go, go hang around and stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty, Hell it's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Sick. yeah, man. You broke up there for like one second, but I think I got everything you were. Okay. Oh, I, don't, I wasn't even talking to the mic. Sorry, I was holding my phone up in the air. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can still hear you. I got it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, yeah, it was, uh, I just like, I don't know, I just like the, uh, for starters, like Vancouver's just beautiful in general, mm-hmm. and I just like that vibe. And then, I don't know, every time I've ever been there has been pretty nice, Um Aside from maybe like the area directly around the rickshaw, yeah, theater. yeah, for sure, um, for sure, <laughs> yeah. But you know, even then, I had some really dope Chinese food that day. So yeah. who cares? Yeah, you know, it was lit. Chinatown's um, right there. Yeah, and, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it was great. And yeah, like I don't know, I just like Canada. To me, always, you know, I don't know. It just seems culturally is very similar. To the United States, mm-hmm. but then in certain ways, I think it's, you know, kind of better <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, it just seems uh, like there's a different mentality. And, and it's a lot of the time I've described it to people, and I don't know if this sounds like insensitive or something, I don't know, but as, as like America without drama, you know, mm. like, I don't know if if that makes sense. I'm sure that you yeah. all have yeah, political yeah, yeah. drama as well. It, um, it does. But there's just a certain sense 
I don't know. Yeah, what what is going on politically in Canada? I can barely keep up with what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I I know. Um, you know, I think what's going on up here is is uh, you know maybe just a microcosm of what's going on in the states. You know, there's 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 always uh, you know going to be marginalized or disenfranchised people. Sure. Um, uh, you know, in, in any given area, uh, we're, we're having a lot of, uh, overdose issues, which I think is going around, uh, around, oh, around everywhere, you know, um, with like with fentanyl and stuff and, and not to mention like in Vancouver specifically, like when Alex had mentioned, you know, the rickshaw, uh, you know, there's just, I mean, anybody who's like, hasn't really been to Vancouver ever or, and d- doesn't even know the area we're talking about, but like East Hastings is like a absolute hotbed for people who have, have drug and mental health issues. And they just, they live on the street. It's, it's really like cripplingly depressing, you know, when you, when you look at it, um, it's, but it's, it's interesting because everybody lives in some sort of relative harmony. Like, I mean, I, I spent lots and lots of time in that area growing up uh, playing because that's where all the heavy metal clubs were. And, yeah. and you know, I didn't really ever feel unsafe in the area, even though there's people just like shooting up in the street or just like, you know, clearly just in the absolute throes of some horrible existence, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, but some somehow everybody gets along. You know, there's things like safe injection sh- uh, sites around there, but you know, people are living in tents. They're living on the street, and uh, you know, I, yeah. I mean, so that that's a that's a big time social issue that's been around for a long time. And uh, like I said, you know, over overdoses had really shot up over the past couple of years because of things like fentanyl. And, uh, yeah, people are like, I think there was like last year, there was like five overdose, overdose deaths every single day. Like the average, the average, God, like the average of Jesus that. Christ. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, which is, you know, that's, I mean, that's not, that's not good at all. And a lot of these people actually ended up coming from Riverview. So like when Riverview, that, that place that Alex and I were talking about, which is a, you know, old, uh, mostly shut down, uh, you know, psychiatric, institution it's like a gigantic hospital and uh a lot of them ended up going down there because they didn't have like a social safety net or anything anymore and uh yeah it's it's really it's really crazy and brutal so this so that's that's just like an issue that exists outside of covid for sure you know but uh i mean covid definitely you know exacerbates uh things like that you know people need that kind of help but uh, you know, in general, there, there are certain safety nets going on here where people are people are getting financial support if you're if you're in a certain kind of uh, if you're in like a gig economy type of thing, and uh, you know, and you and you can prove like you know I, I had this work, but because of COVID, I don't have this work anymore, and you know I don't have I don't have unemployment insurance, and. Um, uh, and I don't have a, you know, steady job, then, you know, then you can get like an, an allowance of, you know, like per, per every couple of weeks type of thing, just so, so you can pay the bills and everything like that, because, you know, like landlords, you still need to get, you know, rent still needs to be paid and the system still needs to be, you know, financially moving forward. So, 
Um, in in that sense, everything's kind of, it's like, I don't know, everybody's kind of making do, but, um, you know, without getting too much into politics and, 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 and also things that I, that I can't, that I don't know enough about. And I I don't even want to try and speak to it. So, but, um, you know, I do like Canada a lot though. It's, uh, you know, touring wise, it's not necessarily like an ideal thing from a logistic, uh, point of view because, because a lot of, okay. So if people don't know, I mean, Canada is the second, the second largest country in the, in the world. And we have like a 10th of the population of the United States. And that population is spread out across, uh, more or less a straight line. You know, it's not a straight line, but it's a line yeah. that goes from the East coast to the West coast. And there's a whole very close, relatively speaking to the American border. Mm- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my like my house, my place from uh, from the border is about a forty minute drive or something like that. So so yeah, um, and you know, so we got we got we got a, a large a large space with with us with a relatively small population spread out wide, and uh, you know, Canada is a constitutional monarchy, which like means where, you know, we have uh, we have a bit of the the you know we have prime ministers up here. As opposed to presidents, much like, uh, much like the the UK, it's like the UK kind of model, and then we have socialized medicine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So there's there's like there's slight differences, but but well, those differences aren't so slight actually when you when you think about it. But um, but culturally speaking, though, culturally speaking, we we consume a lot of the same stuff. You know what I mean? It's a you yeah, know a, a lot of the so. Amer- American. Uh, attitudes are very similar to Canadian attitudes. I I think you know we we have like we both have we all strong work work ethics, um you know and like I said culturally consume similar content you know music movies, uh you know even even U.S. politics or something like that you know ca- Canadians still even consume that so in a lot of ways we're yeah. very much like on on a similar page uh, culturally speaking you know. Um, just, you know, some slight differences, but, but Canada's, uh, like the States is a, is a very dynamic, vast landscape. You know, you got, you got mountains, uh, the Northwest, the Pacific Northwest rain trees, uh, the Canadian shield, you know, going, going North up into, uh, you know, into the Northwest territories and the, the Yukon. Oh man. Yeah. And then, then Alaska's in the, in the, in the uppermost, like, uh, you know, top, top left corner there so we neighbor with alaska have you ever been to those have you been to those northern territories yeah i've been to i've been to white horse uh two times and uh where is it i'm gonna google it yeah 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 white horse uh so it's in uh white horse is in uh, the yukon um the yukon let me just make sure let me just make sure because uh is that yeah yeah, yeah. That's right. Whitehorse is the capital city and the only city of Yukon <laughs> is the capital city. Okay, and, so it's and like the only city. <laughs> that's so funny. It's like <laughs> it's like the it's it's basically like bordering Alaska. Uh, could you say that one more time, please, Alex? Yeah, yeah. Um, it it looks like. Can you hear yes. me? Yes. It looks like it's bordering Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whitehorse is the capital and the only city of of Yukon and the largest city in northern Canada. What? Really? 
I guess I guess so I guess so if it's if it's the only city then it's not like there's like a bunch of different cities up there that you can you know just go be in it's the only city so if you're going to be there at all yeah yeah um white white horse oh white horse as reported by the Guinness Book of World Records is the city with the least air pollution in the world wow I'll be damned what yeah crazy damn I'm, let's go there that dude. makes yeah, I'm that right <laughs> I know too. right yeah yeah, that's that's interesting. So yeah, so yeah, I've been there uh, on two occasions, uh, flown out, obviously, and uh, and yeah. Damn, I just looked up the mm-hmm. the population. So the city population uh, is what twenty five thousand in Whitehorse, mm-hmm. and I just looked up this population of where I live. Frederick, Maryland, mm-hmm. has. 70,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. Like, yeah. it's crazy, though, that, like, that's in Whitehorse is still, like, you know, the big, and I don't live in, like, a particularly, you know, I don't consider Frederick to be, like, a big city or anything, uh-huh. but Whitehorse is, is still the biggest up there. That's I, crazy, I, man. I guess so. I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, sh- shit, dude, it's got to be, like, desolate up there and you know for most well, of it it looks beautiful well to get to there yeah those. so and then and then yeah you move uh you move a, you move further east and then you have alberta which is, is is pretty flat and has you know lots of oil fields and then where the the province where i was born is is in uh, saskatchewan which is um oh, i didn't know you were born in saskatchewan yeah, yeah i was born in saskatoon in saskatchewan and uh no no shit dude i didn't know you were from saskatoon yeah, no shit. yeah man and uh and that's that's like the that's like the bread basket you know of canada that's that's where a lot of our our wheat and uh and, and grain is and all that stuff and then you got uh manitoba after that and uh you yeah. know everything winnipeg i used to go there a lot yeah winnipeg for sure yeah and and then uh then yeah man it's like ontario and that that's a that's a big drive to get from winnipeg to um what's this what's the um, it's like a two-day drive. I've done that drive. Yeah, it was, pretty, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was trying to look up the name of this. I know the name of the city, but I can't think right now. But um, yeah, it's it's a big drive, and then and then Ontario starts to get a little bit more population dense. Um, but you know, it's just like from a touring perspective, it's not. It doesn't necessarily. I mean, you could travel this the same distance in the states, and you could hit like. I don't know, four, four or five times as many markets, you know, whereas, you know, you're going to play a few places in, in, uh, in British Columbia, you'll play a couple places in Alberta, you know, Calgary, Edmonton, you'll play Winnipeg, you know, and, and then you'll just like, you'll drive for a long, long time and then you'll get to Ontario and then you'll play, you know, Toronto and then a few small towns in the surrounding area. Yeah. Maybe like London, Ontario and uh, yeah exactly and uh yeah man it's uh so it's 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 not as like mm, viable of an option for bands in terms of you know making money when you think when you think of like time spent and then and, and you know gas and logistics and all that stuff but it is one of my favorite places to travel just because i don't know it's it it like i said it's just it's like one road you know it's the number one highway so you know there's there's not a whole bunch of like you you can really just like sit and just drive and just put on some music type of thing and uh you know if you do come and play people are so like holy shit you're coming you're here and you're playing like this is phenomenal we don't always get bands coming through and yeah 
and uh you know the the the, pol- the the police are in general you're you're not like oh man i hope this interaction doesn't get me killed you know what i mean uh <laughs> yeah. you know it's just like i mean that's that's more of the issues where i have with america mm. is, is some of those things yes. that we don't have to get into sure yet. sure 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 <laughs> and 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 i mean that that's that's to say that there's 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 t- there's lots of police interactions that happen in the states that go perfectly fine you know what i mean but it's just but sure, it's just absolutely. it's like almost a, it's yeah. almost a consequence that there being so many more people there and like there's there's like there's yeah. less up here and i think i think cops i don't know it's i i've never it's it's just like a different sort of a of a of a of a drive in general for a lot of different reasons because because of the landscape and in general like you know if you had some I don't know. Even even back before weed was legal here, you know, even if you had some weed, you know, you know, you weren't gonna necessarily be hauled off to jail. They'd just, I don't know, maybe write you a ticket and get rid of it or something like that. There's, you know, there's just uh, yeah. you can kind of breathe a little bit easier type of thing. And uh, and yeah, and then when you get yeah, you you're not gonna go to jail for ten years <laughs> for possession of some. There you go. Or something. And then and yeah. then when you get over to the East Coast, that's like really nice too. When you get to you know places like like Halifax and and uh mm-hmm. you know quebec or something like that you know and uh it's i don't know and then even like what is new brunswick over yeah, there yeah 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 exactly and that's that's kind of where the sabian factory is too which i was like going to and uh yeah dude know. i uh, i've never been to it but did i i think i told you about the time i was i played in new brunswick with the faceless and there's some diner there that's like kind of a i guess locally well-known diner mm. and uh it's open 24 hours and mm. Uh, we went in there super late after the gig and uh I, I we were waiting to be seated and i looked over and uh it was what oh shit what's his name uh uh why can't i think of his name right now let me make sure uh the drummer fuck uh man dude help me out uh, he's like uh-huh. all sick and he does drum and bass um, oh um oh boy jojo jojo uh, yeah jojo mayor uh yeah jojo mayor yeah from uh from oh, nerve wow. yeah yeah he's a oh yeah, yeah yeah i don't know why i i couldn't it's because i have a friend uh <laughs> named i know this guy from here named joe benny and i was like wait mm. jojo benny? yeah 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 yeah, 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 um, yeah 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 but i just looked over and i saw jojo mayor like sitting at a table and i was Whoa. like what is that what is it was like two in the morning you know Whoa. like i was like what is going on right now like <laughs> And I, I like didn't understand what was happening. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, well, I guess he must be like in the area, you know, because of Sabian. Mm. And I know he's a Sabian artist and he was probably at the factory or something. And maybe he went out and he's, you know, eating food with a rep. So and I had heard a rumor that he really doesn't like uh, people like strangers coming up to him, Mm. you know, Um and so I was like, not sure what to do. And I was like, yeah, but I can't not say like, hey, you're sick. Like to, right. to, to Jojo Mayer. Yeah, like, come on. Dude. For sure. Like, in a di- in so a di- I did. In a diner, I went over yeah, in a diner at 2 a.m. It's like such a weird. It's not like you're at a at a show or a drum fest or something like that. It's like, yo, 2 a.m. at a diner. Like, this is crazy. What are you doing here? You know, I know. Yeah. And that's like I I. I very politely kind of went over and was just like, excuse me, I'm really sorry to interrupt. Uh, 
But I just wanted to say I recognized you. Uh, I'm a fan of your drumming and think you're sick. And that's it. I'll uh, leave you alone now. But yeah. And he he seemed like really appreciative of the fact that I was like, hey, you're sick. Mm -hmm. And now I'll leave. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For sure. And that that was like pretty much the whole interaction. Um, But it was just very surreal and kind of strange, you know, Mm. uh, to just run into him. But yeah, that's. That's where uh, Sabian is over there in, in New Brunswick. I yeah, guess. I, and, uh, I, I've been very privileged to be there uh, th- on three different occasions. Uh, yeah, I went there. I went there once with Zach from Goat Whore. I think me and Mikey from Cancer Bats. I think went there. Uh, and uh, ye- it's beautiful out there, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's pretty nice. It's it's not like for it's, just it's like, not for everybody because it's not like, like big city type of stuff, but. Um, but if yeah. you know, it also like to me, like it captures my imagination when when you when you see those vast landscapes and you don't even see you don't see gas stations or like or like human encroachment, nope. you know. So, exactly. Yeah. I uh, that's I remember the day I first drove. I was actually driving the Sprinter and the Faceless when we first went into New Brunswick, and I'd never been there before, and. Uh, I was driving. It was pretty early in the morning. We had just crossed over the border. Man, that was a hard border crossing, honestly. They, like, really didn't want to let us through. We were there for a while. Um, I remember being impressed because I had just sent some audio stems to Nolly to mix something for, like, a drum video. And, like, I sent them to him, like, right – I hotspot from my phone. And, like, I sent them to him right before we crossed the border. And I remember, like – he mixed this thing at that point. Nolly was like, he was like trying to get better at mixing and stuff, I mm-hmm. guess. So like he wanted to see how fast he could mix something. And I sent it to him like right before we got to the border. And then by the time we left, he had mixed it and emailed it back to me and was like, Whoa. and I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, how did you do that so fast? Yeah. Um, anyway, that was just a side tangent. He's, he's but, great. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he rules. And, but yeah, dude, just that drive the rest of the morning, you know, that's, I think that's my favorite thing on tour, I think, is if you're driving in like a really beautiful area and it's like, that's the one thing I miss about, I think the only thing I miss about touring in like a van or something is I liked early morning drives when I'd actually had like at least a little bit of sleep and I'm like one of the only ones awake mm. and I'm driving with a coffee yep. and like the sun's coming up and shit. I love that vibe, yep. man. That is the best. Yeah. And you're listening to music you like and, and it's, it's a really great way to experience uh, a, a landscape, you know, especially a really, really vast one. And uh, it's, it's, it's spread out, uh, you know, uh, spread out amongst you. And uh, it's, it's very beautiful, man. I, I, I've always loved that. I, I still love it. And you know, that's, that's one of the things I really appreciate about British Columbia where I, I live is that you can you can get that kind of thing but you can you can be like in world class mountains in a very very short time uh which which yeah. I haven't really seen uh, like I know those places exist and but it's like you don't see it's not common is all I'm saying it's like I I've you know you go like the Swiss Alps or something like that and you see kind of you see similar uh sort of landscapes over there but it's it's definitely not the you know it's not the rule it's the exception right and so, uh, yeah, I love, I love traveling in BC even cause there's just, there's lakes everywhere. You know, we're, we're getting more intense forest fires every year because, you know, things burn. We had the worst air quality in the world last year for, a, for a few days. Really? Yep. 
Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, worse than worse than any place, any industrialized spot in in the world uh, for a particular you know, a, a set of days because of just, we were getting, uh, the forest fire, there were forest fires happening in California and then Oregon and they were blowing northwards. And then they were also mixing in with the, the, the smoke that we had, uh, in, in the mountains, like far off in the distance type of thing, which were all blowing down into, into this, into the basin that is the city of Vancouver type of thing. And and we had the worst air quality in the world for a few days. And, and I was feeling it. I was feeling like tightness in my chest and stuff. And you'd look up and at the sun and it'd be like a apocalyptic infrared horizon. Shout out to artificial brain. You Damn. know? Yeah. So it, it was pretty wild. And um, so that's, that's getting worse. And I obviously don't like that. You know, the, the, there's just like billowing smoke sometimes. It's, been, it's becoming more of a regular thing, which I, you know, I don't want to get used to that. But in general, the, like it's, the air quality, is is pretty good and um yeah there's just you know if you want to go skiing or snowboarding or if you want to go swimming in a lake i mean you can you can drive a short amount of time and get there and uh, get away from the city a little bit and you know i think that's wonderful so yeah dude hell yeah Yeah, that rules man yeah yeah dude next time i don't know i hope i can come out there again sometime and stay with you and hang out and i don't know do something that'd be sick yeah man you know oh yeah totally it was lovely yeah for sure but anyway i don't want to we i just looked at the time we've been chatting for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. i didn't mean to i hope i'm not taking up too much of your day no, no not at all i'm uh i think i'm gonna do another skype thing uh with dave in about an hour or something like that so i, I usually walk yeah. i usually just walk to my jam space uh which is about a 25 minute uh, walk or something like that and then we just like you know we just sit and talk and whatever and uh yeah, just sort of chip away at some stuff, and then I get to feel like I, you know, am, am making some progress at some music and, and everything, and then, yeah, so, no, man, I really appreciate you having me on, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm honored to be on here, and I, uh, you know, I'm joined. Dude, are you kidding me? You honor me with so much candor, Ash, are you kidding me, dude? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you bet, man, and uh, yeah, I, I, I miss I miss you, I miss all my friends, and I hope we get to see each other uh, again soon, but um, I'm glad that you seem to be doing okay. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I just want that for all my friends. You know, I want everybody to be happy and to, and to prosper Aww. and to make, to make art too, that they believe in, you know, dude, you're so sick, man. Dang. I love you, dude. You're love sick. you too, man. Ash for president. <laughs> Ash for dude. prime minister. <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'd I'd vote. Come on, man. You got my right? vote, dude. Yeah, um, yeah dude. I, I appreciate that. And likewise, dude, I miss you, man. It was uh it was really lovely, I don't know, when I got to stay in for anyone listening, I when a lot of the times when I think Dromeo has people out, they like put them up in a hotel. Mm. Uh and but the, when I when I went out, I stayed at Ash's house and then when we did get a hotel the few nights that it was just easier to stay. Ash and I actually shared the the hotel just because it was, you know, mm-hmm. it saved them money, I guess, mm-hmm. and it was more fun. I wanted to hang out with my dog, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, dude, yeah. I I very last thing, and then we'll I'll hop off. But I I still like, um, because the first time I ever heard uh, no, of Norm, Norm McDonald was yeah. from you. I wasn't even familiar, and <laughs> I still put on that special pretty regularly. You know, because like when he was on TV and stuff, that was kind of like, I think, before my time. I was a little bit yep. young. Um, but yeah, like I uh, I often fall asleep with like a stand up special that mm-hmm. I've watched a billion times on in the background. And I that is still one of my go to's. I don't know what it is about his voice, yep. but like 
certain comedians I can't do it with. I can't fall asleep to like certain comedians, but like he, I just love that special. I wish he had more specials because he's uh really good. Yeah, uh, he's he's one of the he's one of the best comedians ever, and and he's uh, he's Canadian, and he's got. Um, he does have a few uh, stand-up specials, so he's got like Hitler's dog, uh, which is a great name, yeah. and then <laughs> I love that. And then what is? Isn't it Hitler's dog? Gossip, gossip and, and trickery. Tri- or yeah, something? gossip and trickery. And uh, and then um, he's got uh, uh, me doing stand-up is one of his specials, and it's it's great. And um, yeah. and then he has he's had like his his own shows. Uh, he's he had one called a one night stand. He's got a show on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, Norm Macdonald has a show. <laughs> and then he had like Norm Macdonald Live yeah. <laughs> and then he had the Norm show. Dirty Work is one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's like it's him and Artie Lang and it was directed by Bob Saget. And uh it's that's one of my favorite movies. I love it. It's like up there with Dumb and Dumber for me. And uh yeah, he's got he's got just really really good bits. So, such good bits like, you know, uh I I love uh I <laughs> ID. It just occurred to me, you know, I stands for I, and D <laughs> stands for dentification. <laughs> dentification. So it seems that the. So it seems to me that D is doing most of the legwork yeah, yeah, on that one. Yeah, most yeah. of the heavy lifting or something. Uh, yeah, it's like he's great, man. I, I, I love his shit. And man, what else? Um. Uh, so he did Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. Um, he's got he's got some mm-hmm. some movies he's been in. He's been in Billy Madison. His stand up is fantastic. Uh, I've seen him live a couple times before, and he's he's always great. Um, and another one of my favorite stand ups at the moment is uh, is Tim Dillon. Have you heard of that guy before? Who Tim Dillon? Tim no, Tim Dillon. Yeah, D I L L O. Yeah. O-N? Yeah, D-I-L-L-O-N, yeah. So I, I I first got hip to him on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's been on a bunch of times. And then I, I just been listening to his own podcast, and he's so good. He's like he's like this – he's about like, I don't know, 37 years old. He's – He's like, uh, he's Irish. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's chubby. He's got like rosacea on his skin. He's gay and he, he used to do drugs a lot. And, uh, and now, now he's like a sober guy. He is. What a backstory. He's from Long Island. He's so opinionated. He's very, very politically aware. And he's and he's like very very conspiracy theory aware as well. Um, without buying into one side of or the other, he's just like he's aware of all this shit. So he he's like he he's really free to comment on uh, uh, on both sides of things without like you know fully buying into one thing or another. But he's just he's he's pretty aware of like what's huh. going on on either side. And like his stream of consciousness is so good. If it has a really hard edge to it as well. And then when he reads out ads too, uh, for for you know the people that support his podcast, and he did the, he did this one about this like this sugary cereal, uh, this this the cereal that sponsors his podcast where it's like it, they're they're all like you know uh, fruit fruit loops and um, uh, fruity pebbles and stuff like that. They're those they're those cereals except made without like sugar. And, uh, you know, that's just supposed to be healthier for you type of thing and not give you diabetes yeah, type yeah. of shit. He's like, uh, he's like, um, you know, buy it. He's like, this cereal is great. Uh, you know, my, my parents used to feed me uh, health food cereal growing up. He's like, that's true. He's like, and then when I grew up, I started, I, I became gay and I started doing cocaine. So 
Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's because my parents fed me health food cereal. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Buy this cereal. It's sugary. It's sugary cereal without all the without all the the sugar to give you diabetes. It's keto friendly. Or he'll be like he'll be like yeah this this uh this is an like these Italian watches or something like that that are sponsoring a show and then he'll make up this backstory about how the owner of the watch company like used to be a, a Mussolini sympathizer in Italy back in the day and then moved moved to the states and got into organized crime and then once that fizzled away then then oh he started God. then he started selling watches and these are people sponsoring his podcast and he's just like he's making up stories about them being like a crime syndicate you know <laughs> It's so it's even his ads are just like utterly hilarious. So I'll, I'll send you some links. He's he's my oh, favorite man. nowadays. How, how about yeah. you? You're who are you into yeah. besides Norm? Oh, uh, I uh, one the most recent thing I got into. Uh, have you watched any Sam Morell? Oh, Asher, yeah. I just lost you for a sec. Uh, just uh, I didn't hear who you said. Uh, say that again. Oh Sam Morell! Oh, have you oh, heard of him? Oh, dude, I, I I love him. I love him. He's awesome. Dude, me yeah. too. Yeah. I wish there was. There's a couple full specials of his. Um, I think, I think the one. Let me look at. Uh, there's a full special on YouTube for anyone uh, called "I Got This" by yep. Sam Morell. Yep. S A M M O R R I L. I just I love like comedians that are super dry yeah. and uh, I don't know. He's just a good storyteller too, yeah. and, and like. Totally. I also I also do kind of like I'm you know man I'm I'm just like I'm a fan of comedy that kind of pushes the boundaries mm-hmm. in general and you know kind of goes right up to the line um, and you know keeps people on their toes mentally and and culturally too I I enjoy that kind of thing and I definitely get some of that from him um, he's one of those comedians where like some of his jokes he'll he'll do them and I'll just be like oh man I can't believe he's saying that shit dude. <laughs> like. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, it's like very, it's almost like a Louis C.K. vibe in that sense. Um, but God, Louis is still the best. Though. Uh, I yeah. Mean, oh, despite yeah. everything. Oh, man. Done, yeah. Just you got to yeah. You got to you got to give credit when credits due. He's Louis just Absolutely. he's 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 right. He's right up there with like Chappelle and and Richard Pryor and all those people. I mean, he's he's the man. He's great. Um, you know, in terms, dude, yeah. I just love listening to Dave Chappelle speak. Yeah. Man. Like, did you watch that latest YouTube thing? That's like a 20 minute clip of him when he's talking about how, you know, he actually, you know, I don't know if you kept up with any of it, but like yeah. how people started the streaming services, started putting Chappelle show on their sites and he, he didn't like that. Mm. Um, did you, did you keep I, up with I, any I, of that? I do. I, so I, I think the, one of the last things I saw besides the uh, Mark Twain award was also when he did, he did like some, so uh, it was, it was the thing he was talking about uh, George Floyd or something. And it was like, it was like an outdoor yeah. comedy show. And then also I saw him when uh, like he did a thing with David Letterman too on, on Letterman's uh, uh, I'd like to introduce my next. Oh guest. yeah, that was great. But, but the, the one that you yeah. said, I actually don't think I've seen that one. Um, and so, so there's a couple other YouTube clips that have come up since all that stuff or other than that stuff. But basically, like HBO Max and Netflix started streaming, um, you know, the Chappelle show. Mm. And because his deal with Comedy Central was not great, you know, I guess he doesn't see any money from that or anything. And uh, basically, because he's he's got such a good relationship with Netflix, he just wrote them or called them and was like, uh, you know, I would like it if you guys didn't 
do this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, dude, you got to give credit to Netflix, too. Like, they must value the shit out of their relationship with Dave Chappelle because they took it off their platform. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what happened was he, like, asked the public to stop watching mm. it. And um, I guess enough people did that, in a nutshell, Net or Comedy Central, like what he says in this latest video anyway, basically finally has given him the rights to his own show. And now he, like, is making money off of it. Now it's back on Netflix and HBO Max, but he's actually, you know, okay with it now. Mm. And uh, it's interesting, man, because, mm. like, I don't know. It's just wild. Like, he, he managed to, like, get them to change, uh, I guess, their mind by basically asking the public wow. to, you know, he's got he's got that much influence, you know? Like, and I don't know, man. Just, yeah, I'll send you, if you haven't seen him, I'll send you the links to those other videos. But yeah. it's, you know, I, he's just, he's, the older he's getting, he's, like, becoming more and more insightful. And, like, mm. man, he's just a goddamn national treasure. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Is that is that a redemption song? Was that the... The one, uh, the name, the, yeah, the, the name so. of the clip, um, it's like, it's like 10 minutes long or something like that. I think, you know? Uh, yeah. So redemption song. Uh, and then I think there was something else before that one. Um, that kind of, yeah, but that's the one that was three weeks ago or so. Mm-hmm. Or so yeah. 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 It's a, it's like a 10 minute. His SNL monologue was good too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But check that out when you get a chance. Um, yeah. It, but yeah, man, I just. Dave Chappelle, like, is my favorite all time for sure. Oh yeah, and uh, but Louis is like, you know, I love Louis C.K.'s comedy. You as can't well. mess with I mean, his comedy, dude. He's um, he's he's utterly fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude, I just want to watch stand up comedy all day. Every yeah, day yeah, me too. It, it's like, but this uh, man, uh, this Tim Dillon guy, he's just he's like he's an insane person. And he's like, he's got the energy of like a right, he's got the energy of a right wing Bill O'Reilly fucking Alex Jones psychopath who's just like screaming into a microphone, except, except it's, it's funny. It's all a joke. And, but it's also like, you know, he also has like a lot of, a lot of facts to back things up. And he's just like, even if he's like breaking like really terrible news to you, it's always, it's always with like the the under the lens of you know of comedy type of thing, and uh, it's like I said, it's got a, re- a yeah. really rough edge to it. Um, but man, really, really good. So I think he's he's the new guy that I'm hyped on right now. And I but I did go through a Sam, a hard Sam Morell phase where I was listening to him like every day for like several weeks, just putting his his stand up specials like on repeat type thing. I, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, me too. I do that too, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's like stuff I'll put on in the background if I'm doing stuff, even if I've heard it. And, yeah. Um, I'll, if a new special comes out, though, I do like to take the time to like properly sit down and watch and listen, but mm-hmm. um, you know, like give it my full attention. But then once I've seen it a couple times or whatever, I'll I'll like kind of do it as more background stuff, and I'm still listening. But it's I don't know, it's just something about it, man. I just love listening to stand up, and I like I like modern comedy a lot, dude. Yeah, I, uh, me too. Yeah, you'll have to when you don't. Actually, just text it to me after the name of that individual yeah, again, yeah. so I don't forget for it, sure. and I'll look. I'll look him yeah. up. Um, for, Tim, I think Tim, said, Tim Dylan. Dylan. Yeah, 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 for sure. Cool, man. Hell yeah. Well, but, but buddy, yeah, thank dude, you. Anyway, I feel like yeah, if we we'll just keep on ranting if we're not careful. So yeah, you know. we had some rants and we had some revelations too. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. Uh, I. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess that's uh, is is my podcast name misleading because it, no. it it seems like I need to have a revelation every time. <laughs> no, well, the rant is the revelation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah man. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, dude, you're the sickest dude ever, dude. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me and just have like a. I, I'm calling all my chats with people for the podcast cordial chats because mm. that's pretty much what they are. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I appreciate taking the time, man. I just always enjoy chatting with you. And you know, I mean, we sp- we spoke a week or two ago for a while, mm-hmm. but as you know, podcast or not, I'm always down to chat with the homie. You know. You bet. Yep, you honor me with uh, candor. Dude, you honor (laughs) me with such immense candor as well. I cannot even put it into perspective how deep it is. You're the man, Rudy. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Dude, you you as well, man. Much love. And I guess I I will actually hang up now because uh, I'm not really going to – you know, I don't do that. Actually, no, you know what? I'll just – here, I'll do pretend, pretend goodbye, and then I'm going to stop hitting record. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye, every- bye guys. <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs> bye, guys. But stay on the line, Ash. All right. Bye. bye.